0: You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Mulder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. The question you have to ask yourself, are you ready to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit? Are you ready to have your spirit be set free? To be sensitive to the needs of others? The thing that makes Jesus so unique is that he's aware of your situation. He can feel what you are going through. There's not one sorrow here on earth that heaven is not aware of. But oftentimes when we go through challenges, we start to murmur and to complain. But the Bible says God makes everything beautiful in its time. He's got his own way of doing it, of making it beautiful, and we don't always understand how he does it. Ecclesiastes 3, you can put it up on the projector, please. It says God makes everything beautiful in its time, but he does not reveal everything to us. We don't know the beginning from the end. But God is aware of everything. He makes everything beautiful in its time. And it says there that God will require an account from us. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, He has put eternity in their hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God has done from the beginning to the end. Verse 12. I know that nothing is better for them than to rejoice and to do good in their lives. And also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is the gift of God. Verse 14. I know that whatever God does, it shall be forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does it that men should fear before Him. That which is has already been and that is to be has already been. And God requires an account of what is past. God will keep you accountable. You know God has planned good things for you. Amen. The mistake that we make is we think we're in heaven already. You're seated in heavenly places, but you're not in heaven. If you think you're in heaven, I mean, if you don't want any trials, any tribulations, any challenges to come your way, you're working against the principle of God. Because God uses these things to make everything beautiful in its time bring me to our sermon topic for this morning the journey of a Christian or the beautiful journey of a Christian or what makes your journey beautiful as a Christian what makes your journey beautiful as a Christian is all the trials, all the tribulations, all the difficulties that God empowers you to be victorious over those things. Because it's those tests that allows you to have a testimony. Without the test, there can be no testimony. So we're not in heaven yet. Amen? Life is not a bed of roses. Life is not an encounter group. It's not a picnic in the park. It's the battle of all ages. But God says, "Why are you here on earth and not in heaven yet, pray, ask the Father that that which is in heaven would manifest here on earth. So although we're not in heaven yet and we're facing challenges, God has given us a promise that that which is in heaven, we as his representatives can manifest that here on earth let your kingdom come let your will be done that which heaven has planned for us every good thing that's in heaven the peace the love the kindness the joy the healing the deliverance let it manifest you on earth God said the whole earth Will be filled with my glory god wants to use you as that instrument to manifest his glory in john 17 if you go read it when jesus was praying for his disciples he said father the glory which you have given me i have given them causes all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god That means God had planned, predestined, glory for you from the beginning. When you come for prayer, for healing, for deliverance, for breakthrough, for whatever reason, what are you saying? You are saying, Lord, manifest your glory in my life. Let your glory change everything about me. Didn't the disciples ask Jesus, teach us how to pray? Why? they were saying give us the magic words that can change our situation am i talking to the right people here this morning what did jesus say to them let me read it from the passion translation matthew 6 pray like this our father dwelling in the heavenly realms may the glory of your name be the center on which our lives turn manifest your kingdom realm and cause your every purpose to be fulfilled on earth just as it is fulfilled in heaven we acknowledge you as our provider of all we need each day forgive us our wrongs we have done as we ourselves release forgiveness to those have wronged us rescue us every time we face tribulation rescue us every time we face tribulations it means you're going to face tribulations and set us free from evil for you are the king who rules with power and glory forever amen and when you pray make sure you forgive the faults of others so that your father in heaven will also forgive you but if you withhold forgiveness from others your father withholds forgiveness from you. Listen to me. We're not in heaven yet. But Jesus said, I'm going to give you peace. Not as the world gives you peace based upon things that you do, things that you have, position that you hold. I'm going to give you peace that comes from heaven. That peace I've placed on the inside of you. When you have peace on the inside, heaven is in your heart. When heaven is in your heart, it doesn't matter what's going on around you. That which is in your heart and you believe, you will manifest here on earth. are looking more for peace that the world offers. That's why they cannot manifest the peace of heaven where they go. We have Christians fighting with each other every day. Christians being offended with each other each and every day. Jesus, when he taught his disciples, he said, If you know there's something in your heart, forgive as Jesus has forgiven you. Most of you don't have peace. You don't have heaven in your heart because you're keeping hell in your heart, not forgiving people. You're fighting fire with fire and expecting peace, expecting water to flow. God wants to make everything beautiful in its time. Oftentimes, It's not God. We are the ones not obeying God's word. You know God wants to answer your prayer. You know God wants to move quickly. But your heart is keeping you back. What did God say to Lot? He says, move quickly, make haste. Because I can do nothing until you get there. God wants to move you from where you are to where he wants you to be. But many times our very own stubbornness, hardness of heart is keeping us back because you don't want to forgive a brother. You have locked your spirit, but it's from the spirit that you want to hear. But the spirit is saying to you, forgive. When I was now in Paraguay, I heard the man of God say something that really shook my heart. He said, i have been at many outreaches, crusades. I've seen revivals. I've seen the Spirit of God come down upon people. But I've not seen him remain. says, on some it's remained. But on many, I've seen the Spirit of God depart again. God said he will never Leave us nor forsake us. Am I right? In the old covenant, the Holy Spirit, when people sinned, he left. Remember David, when he had sinned, when he had killed a man, when he had committed adultery. What did he pray? He says, Lord, Psalm 51, do not let your spirit depart from me. Because he knew if he had sinned, the Spirit of God would depart. What does the New Testament say? Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. So when God is with you, He's with you, but you can grieve Him. But you need an empowerment to live victorious. So God will never leave you nor forsake you. But you know you need empowerment to live victorious life. That kind of empowerment that comes from the Holy Spirit, the book of Acts tells us, it's for those who obey Him. Did you hear what I say? There's the work of the Holy Spirit where you are born again. And God will never leave nor forsake you. But if you walk in disobedience, you can grieve the Holy Spirit. You can even blaspheme the Holy Spirit. There I'm not God. God will decide what happens there. But we have a friend in the Holy Spirit that's with us the whole time. And he wants to help us to live a victorious life in this journey. So when you are born again and you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, challenges, difficulties, tribulations becomes a tonic for your faith. Because you say, I know God will take me through this. God will give me the victory as a Christian even when you face a trial or a tribulation or a temptation or whatever you want to call it, trouble what makes you different as a born-again believer you have peace on the inside of your heart Jesus had a crown of thorns on his head absorbing the curse from our lives but the fact that he absorbed the curse he had the thorns upon his head is the very reason we can have victory in every situation many of us have thorns in our flesh God encourages us in the Word of God to endure hard times Turn to your neighbor and say don't run away from hard times, from hard times. tell them endure hard times endure this hard time this difficulty this trial this trouble whatever you want to call it that's coming your way is the very thing that god will use that for his name to be glorified in you and through you so that you can have a testimony and people are waiting on the other side of your testimony They need to hear what God has done for you. But if you run away from it, you'll never have a testimony. Listen here, Timothy. 2 Timothy 2 verse 1. These tests are simply there to mature you as a Christian. To be strong. When somebody has been married for 30 years or 40 years or 50 years, you see a maturity in them that you don't see in young people. 2 Timothy 2 verse 1. Timothy, my dear son, live your life empowered by God's free-flowing grace. There's grace for you in every situation, which is your true strength, found in the anointing of Jesus and your union with Him. And all that you've learned from me, confirmed by the integrity of my life, Pass on to faithful leaders who are competent to teach the congregations the same revelation. Overcome every form of evil. The New King James says, Endure hardship as a victorious soldier of Jesus, the anointed one. For every soldier called to active duty must divorce himself from the distractions of this world, so that he may fully satisfy the one who chose turn to your neighbor and say "Endure endure hardships trials and tribulations are designed to enhance your life they're designed to improve your character the mere fact that Christ endured a thorny crown upon his head becomes the very basis on which you can endure every thorn in your flesh. You don't hear a lot of image. I don't want thorns in my flesh. Whether you want thorns in your flesh or not, you're not in heaven yet. So it's better for me to train you to be strong, to know how to endure these things. When you face difficulty, keep the peace in your heart. most difficulties that come to us does a bird upset you no does your dog upset you sometimes (laughs) but most challenges that you are facing will come through people it's people that cause challenges for other people that means that person when he does something contrary than your expectation you're going to get offended with him you just want to be the good christian love jesus worship him in spirit and in truth have revelation of god's goodness of god's kindness you have a revelation of what god has planned for other people god gives you revelation and he shows you this boss that's giving you such a hard time, or this colleague that's persecuting you, God shows you what wonderful things he has planned for this person. Amen. He reveals to you that he's called him to be X, Y, and Z. And now he comes and he's upsetting you. Paul says, I had more revelation than anybody else. I understood things about God's word more than anybody else. says for this very reason because i had more revelation god allowed somebody to be a thorn in my flesh to keep me humble many of the thorns in your flesh is just because you got a little bit arrogant and god has allowed things in your life now to humble you
1: nobody can tell me anything i know everything
0: And then God comes and he sends somebody who can just tell you everything and makes you look like you know nothing. You think you're the strongest and the best. And God will send a small little person that's half your size, that's double your strength, just to humble you. Family, if he did it to Paul, if he allowed it in Paul's life, who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament... It's a message to you and me. When Paul was talking to Timothy and saying to him, endure hard times, he's not only talking to Timothy, he's talking to you and to me to see through hard times. Turn to your neighbor and say, there's hope for you. you. Tell them again, say, there's hope for you. It was God that allowed the time of testing in Job's life. But he did not permit the enemy to do him any harm. So if you are going through a challenge, God is in control of your life. It's not there to destroy you. Joseph's temptation. God was aware of it. And God saw him through. God was with him in the pit and God was with him in the palace. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Even Paul went to God and pleaded with God three times. God said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. Whatever you are facing right now, God's grace is sufficient for you to see You through. These are all messages to us to know that God is making our journey beautiful. Our journey becomes beautiful when we overcome these tests, when we overcome these trials, when we overcome these temptations. It's these very things that make our lives beautiful. When God has given you the victory, go and testify immediately go and testify immediately and say see what the lord has done if god has said it it is done it is established you don't have to worry about anything god will see you through we're in a season where god is blessing people raising up people gonna lift your head up high I know you want the hundredfold blessings. Am I right? You've been laying your life down. You know what Jesus said? When he spoke to his disciples in Mark chapter 10 from verse 23. You can go read it till verse 30. When he's talking to his disciples and he's saying, I'm this rich man. It's very difficult for him to enter into the kingdom of God. They were confused they marveled why because they had started to experience the blessing of god in their lives and now god says this very blessing that's coming to your life is going to make it difficult for you to serve god then he goes further and he says those who put their trust in money and their riches it's very difficult for them to enter the kingdom of god why because now their trust is not in god anymore their trust is in their money said it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than what it is for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of god you know what the disciples said who then can be saved go to mark chapter 10 let me just read the whole part for you he's talking about money he's talking about salvation He's talking about the kingdom of God. You know what Matthew uh, Matthew 6 verse 33 says? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added. So he's talking about these relevant things that we are all aware of. Let me read it. Mark chapter 10 verse 23. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard is it for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished at his words. How can he say this? Are we not being blessed? Have you not come to give us life and life in abundance, Lord? But Jesus answered again and said to them, Children, how hard is it for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And they were greatly astonished. So now, not astonished. Now they are greatly astonished. They are amazed. What is he saying? Who then can be saved? If you say you're going to bless us, Lord, if you say you're going to increase things in our lives, you're going to multiply things in our lives. You bringing the blessings, and now you're saying it's going to be difficult. How are we going to be saved? I don't hear churches preaching this. Just give your money. We're happy. That's what the pastors are saying. Just give. You want to see? You want to become a millionaire? Give a million. give 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 but jesus looked at them and said with men it is impossible but not with god for with god all things are possible it says i want to bless you and i'm going to bless you and when i've blessed you you'll continue to put your trust in me and not in the blessings but the one who has provided the blessing for you and you'll be saved you can serve god abraham was saved he was in covenant with god but he was a blessed man job was saved he was in a covenant with God but he was a blessed man when the blessing comes keep your eyes on Jesus Amen. then Peter began to say to him see we have left all and followed you now Peter is just backtracking saying I'm a good state. I'm gonna make it Lord you know we have given up everything am I talking to the right people here this morning yeah. Peter says I've done it I've given it up he says wonderful So Jesus answered and said, assuredly, I say to you, there's no one who has left houses or brothers or sisters or fathers or mothers or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospel who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and land with persecutions in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first saying the blessings are going to come but when the blessings come there's going to be tribulations you're more likely not to be persecuted when you are poor than when god is starting to bless you because then they'll have much to say ah he's smuggling with diamonds or we stealing from here and here and they'll start to slander you instead of saying god has blessed him you are more likely to be persecuted when you are healed by his stripes than while you are sick Amen. when you are sick i will say oh, it's fine you're sick just be sick we know everybody in your family is sick your auntie had it your uncle had it your father had it your great-great-grandfather had it it's okay just be sick you'll be dying soon <laughs> but as soon as you say god has healed me what do you mean god wants to heal you not other people They'll start to persecute you and slander you and say, no, 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 this is not real. You were never sick. You're always okay and fine. You were the different one. It's the other ones that are sick like this, but you're okay. You've always been fine. We know you just. So when the blessing comes, be ready for the tribulation as well. Because then you'll have to hold on to God even more. Remember, Job lost everything and god restored double go calculate the camels go calculate the goats go calculate all the livestock and you'll see it's close to 30 to 35 million rands livestock that he lost it's a lot of money and god restored all of that double to him turn to your neighbor and say god is able able. tell them again say god is able We don't understand how God works. But God is busy perfecting everything concerning you. He's making everything beautiful in its time. Let me tell you a secret. The Bible teaches us from the book of Hebrews. That Jesus learned obedience through the things that he suffered. It's in your time of suffering that you know obedience. Because in your time of suffering, now you decide, do I run? To God? Or do I run away from God? It's your time in suffering that you decide. Jesus is Lord. Or Jesus is not Lord. It's your time in suffering when you will decide. Do I go to the Shangoma? Or do I put my trust in God? Because you think it's a matter of combining your strength with God's strength with the enemy's strength. Just in case. Let God be god hebrews 5 7 let me read it and i'm going to close during christ's days on earth he pleaded with god praying with passion and with tearful agony that god would spare him from death and because of his perfect devotion his prayer was answered and he was delivered but even though he was a wonderful son he learned to listen and obey through all his sufferings and after being proven perfect in this way he has now become the source of eternal salvation to all those who listen to him jesus learned obedience through the things that he suffered god is no respecter of person if he taught his son obedience through sufferings you as his son is going to do exactly the same why is god teaching us obedience Because obedience is the thing that attracts the Holy Spirit. It was Abraham's obedience, go and sacrifice your son, that made him the father of faith. The only proof of your faith is your obedience. I don't hear one amen. Amen. The only proof of your faith is your obedience obedience Jesus was obedient to heaven he came with an assignment to save us as mankind when he was on the cross in his moment of pain and suffering he did not complain against God say why are you doing this God but he said let your will be done in his moment of pain He forgave. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. And he did not keep it against them. Remember I shared with you when I was at the crusade, a lady bit me on my shoulder. While I was just ushering and trying to do good, a lady bit me on my shoulder. And for one minute I was really angry thinking, I'm going to hurt you. But in that moment, God spoke to me and said to me, When your sin and all of mankind hurt me, I did not retaliate. And I said, Father, please forgive me. But that's the truth. When our pain and our sin hurt him, when the father had looked away, and he said, my father, why have you forsaken me? In that moment of feeling alone, of carrying the burden, Says, Father, forgive them; they don't know what they are doing. He was forgiving those that have offended you, that has offended him. He was forgiving the offender and the offended. Many people are locked up; their spirits are locked up because they have not forgiven. It's the one thing keeping you back is offense. Listen to your conscience. Keep the peace. If you listen to your conscience, you'll do the right thing. I'm closing. Acts 5 verse 32. And we are his witnesses to these things. And also, also is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. When your spirit is free, without offense, you can be led by the Holy Spirit. But when you're offended, you view everything through offense. Your spirit is locked up. you have actually under the control of the devil. You're saying, Jesus is my Lord, but you're under the control of the devil. I think I have to teach more offense. When you are fighting and causing strife, the Bible says you've surrendered your will to the devil. You are doing what the devil wants to do. When you are fighting, you are killing, stealing, and destroying. With your words, cursing. Satan wants to cut you off from depending upon God. Wants to cut you off from the duty that you have towards God. Turn not your neighbor and say, Hold on, Hold on to God. He wants you to cut you off from your communion with God. If He can disconnect you from these things, you're not free anymore. You're busy with His plans and His purposes. The Bible says we have to test ourselves to see whether we're in faith if you god said to you be in household of christ and be a member here be a pillar here and you believe it test yourself every now and then to see if you still believe it because if this is where you must be and you're not here you can disqualify yourself 2 corinthians 13 verse 5 if the enemy can cut you off from your dependence upon god your duty towards god your duty in the house of god eventually can destroy your beautiful journey 2 Corinthians 13 verse 5 examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith test yourself do you not know yourself that Jesus Christ is in you unless indeed you are disqualified but I trust that you will know that we are not disqualified now I pray to God that you do no evil Not that we should appear approved, but that you should do what is honorable. Though we may seem disqualified, for we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. God loves you. God loves other people. God says, forgive people. You can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. You can say, I'm not going to forgive. The truth is going to remain the truth. If you want your spirit to be free, forgive. Let go of those offenses. Faith is the only thing that pleases God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Faith is manifested. We can see it through your obedience. So that which God has told you, be obedient to that. Even if you are facing challenges and difficulties, don't run away. Allow God to see you God is in control of your life. Keep your peace, even in the midst of trials and tribulations. God said, I'll be with you. If God is with you, he will see you through. Selah. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.